So anyway, Cobb Squad tattoos together. <laughs> yeah. What did someone on Reddit say? Like, I'm so glad that they renewed it because my Cobb Squad tattoo was will stay relevant. Will stay relevant. <laughs> Welcome to Harley Freaking Quinn, the podcast all about Harley Quinn. I'm your host, Carly. I'm Jess. And this episode, we are recording from a undisclosed disc- <laughs> undisclosed location in Georgia. <laughs> We're not actually camping this time. It's Carly's birthday today, so we got an Airbnb in a place with a real shower and a real bed. Yeah. We're on our way back from our Florida trip, but, you know, she's a special gal. She deserves, you know, to not camp every night. Enough about us. Uh, Some big news came out since Ten our last episode. minutes after our last episode dropped. Yes, exactly. I had just typed in the show notes of last episode saying, like, hashtag renew Harley Quinn. And then I checked Twitter right after I published it. And they had renewed Harley Quinn. It was all you, babe. I mean, I do feel connected to it. So it was renewed by HBO Max for season three sometime next year. I don't think it's clear. Um, And uh, Twitter was so fun that day. I'm so happy. I was one hand. It made so much sense for them to renew it just because... The production is something that can be done safely during COVID. Production's not expensive beyond just paying voice actors. Like, and it's a great fucking show. But yeah, I I was legit worried it wouldn't happen. I was afraid with the change in leadership and that moving to a different network that they just would feel like this wasn't HBO's vibe. I don't know. I I could really have seen it getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, same. And um the image that um, HBO Max tweeted of Harley and Ivy almost kissing with champagne. Oh, my gosh. Uh, die, die mad. Harley Ivy haters. Oh, my gosh. Who hates them? Oh, no, they're perfect. They're wonderful. Uh, I do feel like they do. They have wide support. Um, but it's been awesome seeing all the interviews with the producers. We didn't really... Didn't really have time to talk about it last episode, but DC Fandom happened. And even though the Harley Quinn panel was recorded like weeks or months ago, um, they kind of got to tease what they would do for season three. And so that made news like that they um, they're planning on exploring the relationship between Ivy and Harley, that the conflict won't be like trying to like break them up or having some sort of conflict in between them, but, you know, outside forces and we get to kind of see them be a couple. So they, um, they talked about that, which was super great news. Um, I also saw some sort of uh, tease about maybe we'll see more about um, Poison Ivy's backstory. Also that uh, no one is, they, uh, I think it was Patrick or um, talking about how like the only characters they won't kill are Harley, Ivy, and Bane. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. 
Yeah, we haven't had a whole lot of Bane yet in the recaps, but I can't wait. Right. Um, so yeah, great news. Definitely wanted to talk about that. I'm really excited about uh, getting to see Harley and Ivy together, um, you know, being partners in crime, kind of like in the Batman animated series, um, but them also being like canon romantically involved, like explicit. I know Jess is like, well, what do you mean? They've always been romantically They've always been. But... Yeah, just a focus on their relationship and it not being any, oh, will they, won't they? Is this story about Harley going back to the Joker? Will this all just be a secondary relationship? Is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's going to be a while until we see it, season three. Um, but that's all right, because we'll be here to help bide your time over. Exactly. We still have over it- 20 episodes to recap. Well, I guess it'll be 20 episodes this episode. <laughs> and then we'll move on to other media, like the different comics. And then there's the 10,000 rewatches of the show. Yeah, we got plenty of things to talk about before season three. Without further ado, we're going to recap season one, episode six, You're a Damn Good Cop, Jim Gordon. I honestly... Uh, forgot about this episode when I looked at the um, description I was like oh it's Clayface's hand episode which my recollection of watching this episode the first time and I've only watched it once before um, we we watched it for the recap and I was just like this episode was weird this was that was like the way I remembered it it was weird Um, the hand was weird Jim Gordon focus felt weird. Yeah. Because I had the same memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like Jim Gordon is losing it. The hand has eyes, teeth, and an ass. It's also a baby, but not. Yeah. I mean, it was... I really like every episode to varying degrees. Like, I wouldn't say there's any actual turd in the entire two seasons. But this one... When I was thinking of it, it didn't resonate with me. So rewatching it before recapping tonight, I'm real pleasantly surprised. This episode yeah. is fucking funny. Yeah. The way you described it when we were talking about this episode um, earlier today, before we watched it, you were saying like, it's because the hand is supposed to be a baby, but it's also because Gordon keeps telling it all of these like really personal things. That's like very inappropriate. And doing like inappropriate buddy cop things mm-hmm. like the kind of things that make you go ooh not professional not a good cop but with baby hand <laughs> yeah no uh, it, it had a weird vibe then it's a less weird vibe on the rewatch because I mean when we rewatched it we were like oh my gosh this is much funnier than I remember there were so many good funny moments and just more depth like some that train scene where uh harley is remembering that or discovering that she really needs a crew that she can't you know open every lock by herself and there was that competing villain apparently that's kg beast someone that i'd never heard of but now it makes so much more sense that it's not like oh uh why does deadshot have a russian accent 
Yeah. So we got to see a little, we got, I, we noticed more things in the background than, um, than I did the, than I did the first time. Yeah. And a lot more jokes, a lot more to the episode than I remembered. For whatever reason, I hadn't remembered Ivy and Psycho going off together. And I'd kind of forgotten a lot of just the stuff with that heist at the beginning but it really is like a very condensed heist movie for the introduction and i really liked it yes it was so funny so anyway uh those are the impressions we got upon the rewatch now we'll go into like our actual recap so it starts off with really boppy music i was like doing a shoulder shimmy during this intro and it's really funny ivy is just like She's got her books. She's pouring a glass of red wine. She's wearing sunglasses in the mall. A little self-care moment. Yes. And the crew just bust in with King Tut's sarcophagus. To use as an ottoman, which I don't... It was just such a funny visual gag of Harley flopping down and her knees are like in her fucking chin. She's like, this is fine. (laughs) We'll get used to it. But uh, she's still, like, on the kick of, like, we need to do, like, the loudest, most outrageous schemes in order to catch the attention of the Legion of Doom and get invited. Which I think this is the first time you actually see that there's, like, a formal process with getting in the Legion of Doom. Like, there's a class, like, an incoming class of supervillains. So... And that there's some sort of like process to get into the Legion of Doom. It's not just like, hey, this person's interesting. Let's just invite them in. It's like, oh, no, there's a yearly process. And unfortunately, they are not getting the attention from the Legion of Doom for their outrageous heists. Yeah, it's somewhere between getting nominated for an award and getting inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it feels like. And um, is this I th- this is the introduction of like the this kind of blog that reviews supervillains and their heist, and it's also um, you see the uh, s- the search engine like Snoodle or something. Yeah, Snoodle, Smoogle, I can't remember exactly. And uh, so they decide that they have to do an even bigger heist to uh to get their attention oh but this was uh this is after like harley just completely loses it because of um not being invited to the legion of doom and being called uh, or being basically dismissed on this blog she like destroys the sarcophagus with her bat she crushes uh king shark's laptop um and ivy is very much like why do you care about this and the reason's the joker she's uh, not over her ex and wants to impress him in order to get back at him yep wants to throw her success into his face kind of relatable not healthy no so um Harley is inspired, though, by King Shark's broken laptop that they will rob Wayne Enterprises um, because of this invisible 
motorcycle that is currently on lockdown. Which is just ridiculous. Um, But the whole gang goes, including Ivy, which I thought was really cute. Like the next scene, they are in their in a uh, very conspicuous giant van and they're almost all in the front seat. It's very they're cute. all just crowded together. Now, I don't know, have we had a scene with um, Gordon and Batman? No, this is, that's after their, yeah. their heist. Um, the robbery. So uh, they all work together. <laughs> they all work together to get into Wayne Enterprises uh Clayface pretends to be pretends to be uh, it's like Operation Douche and he becomes like this dad with like a bucket hat and khaki shorts and some a, kind of tooth necklace yeah uh, who distracts the security guard at Wayne Enterprises with his, oversharing like, this tale of woe of being cuckolded and uh, uh, while he's distracting that him the security guard, uh, Ivy, uses vines to uh, get wait. them up to the floor that the bike is on. I think it's like the 12th. 26th. 26th. I remember right. that. I don't remember the sequence of events. Uh, I just remember irrelevant like that. Mostly irrelevant. But it's funny. The reason why I remember that is because... Uh, Ivy just kind of throws Dr. Psycho in through the window. To break it in order to gently set Harley down. Which I think is my favorite Harley-Ivy moment. Oh, that's cute. And and Psycho's like, why'd you just set her down gently? And Ivy says, because uh, she's not a misogynistic troll who should live under a bridge. Be living in a well. In a well. I think. Gosh, we just watched this. I know. It's been a I, long day of driving, y'all. It has. But I think you're right. I think it is in a well. And um, King yeah, Shark. Just that, uh, she would use someone she lives with. A, their head as a literal battering ram to make sure Harley could be sat gently down. Which I think is partially love for Harley. But also, she just fucking hates Psycho. Yes. She holds him in utter disdain. And, uh, and then King Shark has um, a cute little moment where he's like, kind of like crawling through a, a hallway uh, and he's like, I'm so glad that you're letting me use my brains for once, you know? And then he just bites the head off of a security guard to like take control of the, the terminal and start hacking in. But yeah, just brains and brawn. Mm-hmm. Love King Shark. He what a treat. is the whole package. Uh, Harley uses her gymnastic skills to get past all the lasers protecting the um, invisible motorcycle. But then when she's on it, she sees that there is another room that's even more restricted. And so she decides she's going to go there instead. And uh, the next Don't time... move. <laughs> the next time we, uh, we see her, we're back down in the main secure... Like the main floor, the lobby... And uh, Clayface is still like distracting the um, security guard and Harley like runs out and she's like, I pulled an audible, pulled an audible. And I don't know what that means. I guess set off an audible alarm. Oh, okay. Duh. And uh, so they run out and um, the security guard presses like the panic button, which draws all the like security doors down 
and uh um, well, clay indiana face, jones slide yes, under the door indiana jones um moment uh Clayface slides under the door tries to reach back and get his hat which would actually be part of his body you're so right but he loses the hand and the hat and but maybe they like absorb together and become his hand maybe that's where the hand's butt came from (laughs) um so they leave a part of a man behind um psycho like jumps out of the on the invisible motorcycle yeah of the building on the invisible motorcycle he tries to uh, (laughs) fast really a great line just i am a golden god as he ramps out and then he tries to fast and furious seven it (laughs) which is a reference that harley uses earlier and he tries to like jump the motorcycle into the next into the neighboring skyscraper but instead it just like wrecks the wrecks it and it explodes and he's uh he's caught by ivy's eye uh you know vine and then she catches him gently cradles him in her arms like a tiny baby yes and it's so funny there's like flames behind them and she just says oh you little bitch but you know that's my favorite. That's a good swear. I feel like like Belle almost always gets the good swears. Mm-hmm. Would like to drink with her. Yes. Uh, that would be amazing. Um, uh, but and then she just throws him into the van. You know, back to Ivy and Psycho's reference to Fast and Furious 7. Ivy did say that, you know, they're doing all these heists, but it really is all about family. <laughs> And this episode is really all about friendship. Yes, that's true. And family. That's another thing that I didn't really remember from uh, about this episode because I was watching it kind of almost watching it anew. And I was like, Harley, you are being so mean (laughs) because she doesn't realize she doesn't realize that uh, Clayface cannot just grow back his arm, that it is separated from his body. So he is missing a limb. And all she can think about is like getting on this blog for pulling off this heist. She runs away with a uh, basically a big red button on a little device and she has no idea what it does. And But she's like, oh, we but we definitely robbed Wayne Enterprises that's going to be all over the blog and uh, not only is it not uh, like are they not being lauded for their um, their brilliance but this like um, Mr. Robot kind of uh, anonymous reviewer says the cowl? Yeah, um, says that they're like not worth shit that they left someone behind that's now in the custody of uh, Gotham PD. Uh, Dr. Psycho and Ivy are together and Dr. Psycho is the worst. And so now they're Everyone's compromised, bad leadership, Mm -hmm. definitely not deserving of being in the Legion of Doom, which still just pisses Harley off more rather than gets her concerned about the shit. That's the only thing that motivated her for going back for Clayface's missing limb. Yeah, in the later episodes, it's easier to see how much work she needs to do, but I didn't catch it quite this early either. Of Just like, it still seemed chaos up in an attention span rather than, no, no, sweetie, get your shit together. Yeah, these are people. And rewatching, yeah. um, These are people who, you know, you should care about. 
Uh, so um, Ivy and Psycho go to confront the cowl, the like masked cowl to get him to retract all that bullshit. Um, and this is my favorite um, Harl Ivy moment is when Ivy is like, okay, I'm definitely going to go with Psycho to get, uh, you know, to take care of this fiend for um, bad mouthing you, but also me, but you, babe. And she calls her babe. So that's my favorite. Is that just because I call you babe? I love, I love babe. Anyway. <laughs> um, so they kind of split. Meanwhile, this is when we see Gordon and Batman have a, a squabble. Uh, so I spat, I spat, um, Gordon turns on the, um, the bat signal and, <laughs> and Batman arrives and all he wants to do is talk about his wife <laughs> and, uh, their like sexual intercourse problems. And Batman In is detail. like, this is not what this bat signal is for. I was just robbed. Or, you know, I was just robbed. Wayne Enterprises was just robbed. And, you know, here's your evidence. And it's Clayface's arm. And he takes the bat signal. And so Gordon is just so upset and mad. Rejected. Rejected. Again. Because he, we just heard about his rejections from his wife. Barb. Barb. And so we see for the first time... Um, Clayface's sentient arm and Clayface explains it later in another scene that he is like a kid um, so he could reveal um, where their lair is which I, I, I guess is what Harley is motivated by uh, and also you can get your arm back and the oh my gosh do you think Alan Tudyk voices the arm I didn't check I do yeah Oh but my gosh, that voice. I don't know for sure. So but he's, it seems within his range. Yeah. So he is um very like baby voiced and baby faced. And Gordon can't be mean to he him. He has a butt. And he has a butt. He has legs and a butt. And he has three fingers on top of his head. No, voiced by Tom Kinney. Oh, okay. And right away, um, Gordon and the hand or the arm have a connection because he needs Gordon needs some um, affirmation, needs some words of affirmation. Babe, before we get too far, that didn't hit like it should have. Tom Kinney, the voice of SpongeBob. <laughs> no. I I didn't know that. I didn't know the voice of SpongeBob. I didn't know that who did the voice of the hand, but it is. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's funnier now. SpongeBob had a butt. Maybe I shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be so bent out of shape. And buck about teeth. That. And buck teeth, that's right. And was weirdly childlike, but got into really inappropriate discussions and situations the hand is spongebob the hand is spongebob clay spongebob clay bob sponge pants <laughs> he should be wearing pants his ass is just out there in front of god and everybody 
<laughs> so anyways, uh, he the arm like lends some words of affirmation to Gordon just once, <laughs> and that seems to be enough. Where like Gordon has like a he's just gotta hear he's a damn good cop. He's like a brain like a in his mind he has like a montage of like a buddy cop where they're like going to bars, they're playing cards. Um, oh, I didn't realize that was a mind montage. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, he. I, I think. No, I he, thought they were like actually playing poker with five aces. <laughs> no. That oh, was damn. Just that makes more mind. sense, but also none of it does. I so mean, I was just going to roll with it. Yeah, no. He just imagines that they go up to the roof and they're just kind of talking. And uh, that's when Harley and uh, Clayface come up there to get that get the arm i keep go we keep go, yeah. like you know, calling the, it the, the timeline the does make more sense now yeah th- th- that it didn't take them like all day to get to the jcpd well i just figured that all of this was happening while harley was getting off her ass to actually help that like no no they uh wow man Gordon is a broken some bitch. <laughs> yes, he's really losing it. And he is like threatening to kill them. He is not going to give them his the arm back. He's like, this is my only friend. And he's like carrying him like a baby. He's going to go blue. And uh, Harley threatens like, if you don't give us the arm back, I'm going to press this button. And he and she says that she threatens that it's going to like blow them sky high. Uh, but in, when Gordon like pulls the trigger, she presses the button and she is teleported to the bat cave. And it's so funny because she like is hanging off a stalactite or stalagmite by her un- tight, tight because it hangs tight to the ceiling. Oh, okay, nice. I don't remember that. You're welcome. I'm from <laughs> Missouri. All of my uh, childhood um, field trips were to fucking caves. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and she's hanging by a, a stalactite by her like booty shorts. Booty shorts, and it's you so funny. See you her see little her little pale ass. <laughs> you see her butt crack <laughs> like it's that uh, that one logo. And uh, and Batman was like, "You you pressed the button, didn't you?" So she's in the Batcave. It's and, still in beta testing. Which and, way to you know know too much about wayne tech oh but harley is not paying attention to that and i missed it too uh so instead of uh she finally gets it that um they were so both of them were so focused on their job that they weren't paying attention to their friends she says i'm on a mercy mission gordon has lost it because like you um, abandoned him. He says that you abandoned him and you're no longer friends. And you see... Which did you see that sly little look on her face in the pause? Mm-mm. Yeah, she wasn't on a mercy mission. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, and, I do remember that. She's just trying to just, save her skin. Right. But no, it is just blatant manipulation and it's just really good acting. Yeah, that's very like a really nice detail. Though, as she's talking to him about like what she realizes she yeah she realizes that she's been so focused on getting into the legion of doom that you know she wasn't paying attention that her friend lost like lost a limb and like needed her help 
and convinces him uh, to to help her get and back. And help Gordon. And help Gordon and help Clayface. Which Batman's screensaver in the back computer. That's so funny. Birthday pictures with Gordon. Oh, and that's another fo- funny moment where he's like, uh, don't know emotion or something like that. It, or vocabulary. Yeah, she makes fun of him and does a does a voice impression. So I like their dynamic. It's cute. Me too. Um, I actually read a um very long fanfic called the Tournament, and it had a lot of like Harley helping Batman take down another villain. And I know that comes up a, quite a bit in the comics I've seen. Um, but yeah, I really do like their dynamic across many media you know outside of catwoman there's not a whole lot of batman's rogue gallery that he teams up with i mean he definitely has a complicated relationship with uh two-face but yeah there's a lot of and maybe it's just because harley's so much fun to write and is so the polar opposite of Batman that it's just fun to force him into situations where they have to work together and it's not entirely inconceivable within the way most of her morals are written. But it's a pretty frequent trope. Yeah. And I really like it. Who doesn't? So while this is going on, we also see Psycho and Ivy uh, track down um, the cowl uh, through an actual, a literal grapevine. Yeah, yeah, that, I didn't catch that joke the first time I watched this. And it is, um, well, you... Coming from inside. <laughs> yes. Uh, Psycho's ex's boyfriend's house. Right, like Giganta opens the door and of course Psycho is like, I knew you would do this. I knew that you were, uh you know, still mad at me. And you see her boyfriend who's really good at cunnilingus and he like creates like a sculpture and ice cream with his tongue. And Ivy's like, you call me. He absolutely looks like someone who would have like a wizard painted on the side of a panel van. That's true. Cannot get past that. Uh, But it turns out it's not Giganta. It is Psycho's son, Herman. And God, Psycho is a terrible parent. Like He's, he's not a terrible a, person. He is a terrible person, but he is... That just, just further revealed to me in the fact that Herman hates him because he was... Because Psycho was such a cruel parent. Like, walked him in the basement. You killed anyone who wanted to be my friend. And uh, Psycho's like, I was only doing that because I wanted you to be evil. Supervillains don't come from happy homes. You know, and then... A show whose entire premise is sympathizing with the villains. You keep trying to sympathize with Psycho because he's funny and seems disarming and he is intelligent and he is capable. But holy shit, he is just reprehensible. Yeah. And the the show does that quite a bit where you're like, yeah, sure, they're the bad guys. But are you real? Are they really like war criminals or, you know? Oh, yeah, there's a a Henry Kissinger reference in this episode. Yeah, there's a brief uh, scene with Cy where he wants to join them on the heist after they've already done it. And uh, he offers to call Hank Kissinger. 
And uh, and then he makes like a long crack of like, no one wants to be a war criminal, but then you're trying to uh, dislodge like a de- democratically elected government. And then you just are a war criminal. Like you do. So anyway, uh, uh, also later with the uh, Queen of Fables, I, I don't know, the, the show often like draws a line between who is, who are the bad guys? Who's and who, a rogue? Right. And who is an absolute villain. Mm-hmm. And um, Psycho is definitely closer to the like actual villain. The fact that he is just kind of waiting, I get the sense also because I've watched the rest of the series, that he's waiting for his opportunity to do what he really wants to do. Like when Harley kind of goes off the rails and goes after, um, you know, whatever's behind the more restricted area, he's going to steal. He's much more focused. Yeah, he's going to steal the motorcycle because that's what he wanted to do and that's what the plan was. And, you know, fuck Harley for changing the plan. Like, and he also is the first one to say, like, you know, we're doing these heists together, not just you. So he's um, he doesn't put up with Harley's bullshit, which is good um, because she often needs that kind of challenge, even though she's rarely paying attention to what he has to say. And he pushes her to be more evil, which is in line with her goals. Like she wants to get approval of a league that he was once a standing member of and then was too evil for them. Right, exactly, because uh, you can't say the C word. That's too much. Too much. So anyway, he's having a like a really, it's funny, but it's also terrible conversation with his son. Um, but they uh, kind of reconcile and uh, and then they leave. Ivy is like, oh, this is really fucked up, but also really touching. I'm going to go find Brad. <laughs> I think my favorite profanity of the of the episode. Yep. And uh and so um we go back to um the top of JCPD, Batman and Harley uh rappel down to the roof. JC? G sorry, GCPD. Oh, okay. And um <laughs> and Harley's like, "Can we do that again?" And Batman says, "No." And so they ha- kind of have a standoff <laughs> and all Batman has to do is say he's sorry. And Gordon is going in for the hug. Yeah. And Gordon's like, oh, I'm so, uh, so sorry too. And they hug. And um, he's like, I just want us. I know that we're coworkers, but we're so much more than that. You know, we provide like our deepest emotional needs or something like that. Batman looks constipated. Yes. All he can say is cowl. Sure. Um, So uh, Gordon like lets the arm go and he's like, you know, go be reabsorbed into your daddy. Terrible. Harry and the Henderson. So the don't make this any harder than it has to be. Go on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, sorry if I spoiled Harry and the Hendersons (laughs) for you. It's funny uh, when uh, the arm is like walking back and he's like looking back at Gordon and he's about to like say something when Clayface just like absorbs Sploosh. just absorbs him and uh oh uh and Batman's like well 
this is great. Time to go back to Arkham, Harley. <laughs> She's like, what? No. And she uses, she presses the button and throws the device back at Batman to send him back to the Batcave. And um, Ivy and Psycho. Hopefully the Batcave. Huh? Still in beta testing. Yeah. And Ivy and Psycho uh, rescue them and take them back home. And uh, at the very end of the episode, Harley like says, you know, I was too focused on the Legion of Doom that I forgot about you guys and you matter too. And um, a single tear comes out of <laughs> Clayface's eye. Uh, so yeah, it was a happy ending. Um, Harley's they get a good review. They get a good review from the cowl. You know, he retracts, uh, retracts what he said about Psycho and Ivy. He retracts what he said about Psycho and Harley and her crew are more than worthy of being invited into the class, uh, the new class of Legion of Doom. If they can stop leaving people behind. That's right. Oh my gosh, we forgot about King Shark when they were trying to distract the GCPD. Uh, and um, they're like, oh, shark. And they uh, trank him and they kick, like beat the shit out of him and they take him to Arkham. And he's been in Arkham like for half of the episode. I can't believe I forgot that. Did you forget that? Oh, you didn't bring it up though. <laughs> <laughs> He has become King Shark of the prison. Yes. And he's like threatening all of the other inmates. And he's like so mad. Like, Just drinking his little juice box of toilet wine. And he's like, don't say, you know, call like incoming inmates fish or fresh meat or whatever. And, uh, and Harley bursts in with Ivy's help to rescue him. And he's like, oh, no problem. I'm, uh, I got to see from the inside the problems with the prison industrial complex. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. Oh, my gosh. Can't believe I forgot about King Shark. No but, man shark left behind. And that, that also brings up another thing where when King Shark is like taken away, um, Clayface is impersonating a, another police officer. And he's like, I know how to distract them. Bruce Springsteen oh. <laughs> has been kidnapped. And they like literally leave to go rescue the boss. And he says, Springsteen. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that see, Do that was another like funny joke. Huh? Do cops like Bruce Springsteen? I think, I think that must be a stereotype. Um, Maybe it's like New York cops like him. Yeah. Maybe it's like an East Coast thing. But gosh. Yeah, so many like really funny moments that I I really appreciate this episode more on the rewatch because um yeah, when I was just kind of remembering it before we watched it, it was very like a limited just about the plot, like memory I had of it was, you know, the arm, the severed arm. And there are just so many cool like dynamics you get to see. You get lots to of see, layers. Yeah, lots of layers. You get to see um, Harley is continuing to grow. Um, you get to see like new pairs of stuff. You got to see more but, uh, behind Gordon and Batman. Like um, Chris Maloney was just is just so funny as Gordon. And um, uh, Ivy and Psycho together. Um, 
Clayface and Harley together. It was just a, a lot really of good, good dynamics matchup. and good building. Like I wouldn't really say growth because Harley may have had a realization, but she hasn't truly implemented enough, but it's really establishing her flaws and where, all right, she's a sympathetic villain, but also a flawed human. I like it. I really love the depth of characterization that they give her and how they don't just, you know, slowly have her improve, but also slowly reveal the depths of the issues that she has to work on. Yeah, definitely. For being only a pretty short show, they it treats her with so much care and respect as a character. Yeah, and also like shows her, you know, members of her crew with a lot of depth as well and feeling and that they all have their own like backstories and um you know, side plots. What we're saying is this is a damn good show and it deserves a season three or and it's 12. Gonna get one i was actually like we did i didn't say this when we were recording the beginning part but i was almost expecting that um they would renew it for seasons three and four i don't know i mean i was just hoping because they are because season one and two came out so soon well, after each other at that like and they had originally been one single long season more like a mini series than a two season series like the season one finale was originally planned to be like a mid series finale mhm yeah so anyway so i just thought that like if they were to renew it for seasons 3 and 4 just go four, ahead and give us 24 episodes that they just for- give us yeah 24 to 26 episodes and just split them down split them down the middle into two seasons but it's okay we're gonna get season four as well so anyway um next enough never enough um next episode we're going to recap season one episode seven the line and oh yeah queen of fables yes and um if you like this episode uh subscribe rate and and give us uh five stars on Apple Podcast. Whatever you think we deserve. Okay, that's true. Uh, Or Stitcher or um, Podcast Addict. I want to thank, we got some really cool, really uh, nice reviews. And we got a really nice review on Apple Podcast from Trickster Coyote. So shout out to you. Thank you for the review. And also um, for pushing us to finally make a little bit of social media for this. That's not just me on Reddit. Right, exactly. So we have started a Twitter account. It is Harley Qu- Harley Quinn Pod, and I'm just gonna be. It's mostly me, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be sharing, uh, sharing tweets and memes and um, hype of the upcoming season. Also, we can just discuss, uh, you know, stuff we liked about the episode. So, uh, please find us on Twitter at Harley Quinn Pod. And lastly, thanks for listening. Thank you.